folks, back here on the Boss Man Show uh, with Coach Dan Heath. Eastern Michigan Eagles, he's back his alma mater. He's back there coaching them, them guys up in the MAC. The MAC is back. Coach, how you doing, man? I'm great, boss, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yes, indeed. Coach, uh, you was coaching down with the, the Magic in the G, G League there. Uh, did a great job. Tell me about your, looking at your alma mater saying, hey, let me come back to the college game where I made my name, met, and coaching here again. So tell us about the whole decision-making process. We're going from the Magic, the G League team, today, back to your alma mater. I know, you know, it's, it's, it was, it's complicated in some ways, but in some ways, not so much. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, people ask me, well, hey, pros and college, and I, I just like coaching basketball. Uh, and I just look at it as working with young men. And uh, so that wasn't really kind of the thing. And honestly, it was, uh, you know, I, I kind of had my heart set on, uh, you know, keep climbing the G League NBA ladder and, and hopefully get to the bench, maybe be a head coach in the NBA and all those different things. And, all of a sudden, when the uh, my alma mater, uh, the job opened up, and uh, you know, I kind of started looking into it a little bit, and I had a lot of teammates that uh, I played with, and people that went to school here alum, and you know, we started getting phone calls, talking on the phone, and reminiscing, and just talking about uh, you know Eastern, how it's changed, how it's grown, and the opportunities there, and it just you know it's just something to start pulling on me, like you know what, I really should look into this, and my father's eighty, he lives about thirty minutes away, my mother in law's ninety. She lives about two hours away. So then you had the kind of the personal things that were pulling at you a little bit too. And um, I don't know, it just, for whatever reason, you know how something just feels right, the right time, the right thing. It just, I can't even explain. It just felt right to me to come back home and uh, be at my alma mater and, and really try to do something special here. So I'm excited. Uh, uh, it's been a whirlwind so far, but uh, I feel like we're making very good progress day by day and brick by brick. So uh, things, are, things are moving along. And coach, being in, in in G League, tell us some things you learned as, as a coach that made you better. Because I know I've talked yeah. to guys who went from college to the G League and told me how how the NBA game is a little different, learned yeah. different concepts and principles. So, what's things you take away from the, the magic that you were bringing here with you now, this team going forward? Well, you know, there's a lot of things. That's a that's a great question, and I, I think the first thing you learn right away is uh, I think you learn how to 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 work with 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 men a little bit different, and. Uh, um, these are like you got to remember in the G League and the NBA. Those are grown men. They're they're men with with uh, they're making money. They've got families. They're they're grown men. You have to speak to them as grown men. And I think that's the first thing you you learn is how to communicate well with these guys. And the other thing you learn is how smart and how intelligent they really are. Like, oh, these are guys that you can have basketball conversations. I'm not saying you can't have that with college guys, but you know these are guys that really study, understand the game. It's their livelihood. So they, there's a mental side of it of, of knowing things or knowledge that, that, that you have a lot of respect for as well, too. The other thing that uh, I think has really helped me as a coach and helped me grow is, you know, when you go into the professional ranks, all you're doing is working on your craft. So the only thing I've been doing for the last four years is basketball, watching film, breaking things down, uh, working with players on the court. Uh, basketball has been 24-7 compared to – Maybe when you're in college, my previous 26 years, um, it's been pretty much, uh, uh, hey, you've got basketball, but you got academics, you have compliance, you have recruiting, you have phone calls, you have all these different things that are also major factors in your life. So I really feel like I've advanced and improved as a basketball coach. Um, not only was I coaching my own team, but I had a chance to be a part of Frank Vogel's staff my first year in Orlando, uh, the last uh, three years with uh, Steve Clifford 
and his staff as well, too. So, you know, I was, you know, not just being the head coach, I was also a, a guy that was in a room with a lot of coaches, assistant coaches as well, too, talking about basketball, looking at, at ideas, um, you know, pulling knowledge from guys who have been doing this, like Steve Clifford, Frank Vogel, that have done it at a very high level with some of the best players. So um, I really think it's advanced my game as a basketball coach, uh, my way to communicate with players, and then taking a system uh, of NBA style of basketball and trying to bring it into college. Other people have done it as well, too. I've talked to some other guys. Calvin Sampson has had that experience. Anthony Grant has had that experience. Several other guys. Um, so bringing that into college, well, there'll be some things that I think will be unique, uh, very effective. But there's some things that probably may, maybe not as effective in the college game simply because of some of the defensive rules you have to adjust to. Most definitely, because I know in college you got they can play the zone about that, yeah, yeah, that, that about that three second rule. And, you That's know, right. in the NBA, it's, it's kind of a half zone. Not because yeah. we're in three right. seconds, you really can't play the way you want to play. Like your college, in and out. you're in, in the lane and then out of the lane. Yeah, yeah. you can Very really quick. pack that paint in college, build that wall in college. So it's definitely right. difference. But right. I, I love it, you know. And you know, coach, I've seen a lot of guys like Woody's now back. Damon Sotomayor, guys have been in the league and they come back and they they, they and see. Like you said, you're advanced because. The sets that, that that you run, I'm like, this is the NBA set. It's not it's a simple college set. It's the NBA set. I love it. No, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, I, I do think that you, you can see different guys that are around in college basketball have had those kind of experiences that, um, you know, when they come back or when they're doing it, you're saying, oh, wow, it is a different way that they're playing. And I think the other thing that sells, and I've learned this so far, is, you know, when I talk to recruits and we talk about, you know, their futures and what they want to do down the line, uh, they get excited about, hey, you know, having an opportunity to work with someone that's been in the NBA, having a chance to work in a system or a style that's, that translates to NBA basketball. So I do feel like it's an attractive uh, selling point that uh, we have at Eastern Michigan that attracts young people. And Coach Matthews, man, for you personally, at what point did you want to get into coaching? I know that you went from playing and ball, writing to coaching. So at what point in your mind did you say, hey, I want to I coach and impact young men going forward? Well, I think that's always the number one thing is, is it's coaching to me is mentoring, it's teaching, you're wearing a lot of different hats and it really is about developing a young person and preparing them for the real world. And um, I think it starts there is, is developing that relationship where there's, you know, it's not just basketball, um, that you're having, you know, meaningful conversations outside of just basketball, you know, what's going on in this, this young man's life, what does he want to do in his future, uh, what are the, some of the things that, uh, you know, he recognizes or he sees in his community or, you know, when he watches television or different things that uh, are either, uh, you know, a positive part of his life or a negative part of his life. So they know like, hey, this isn't just basketball. And I, and I tell all of our guys, this is a, and, th and I have this, this is a relationship beyond the four years that you're here. It is really is, hey, it's a pick up the phone or let's go have a grab a bite to eat, whatever it is. It's a relationship that, you know, if hey, I can do something to help you, uh, something that uh, some advice, some encouragement, or make a phone call. You know, this is a long-term relationship. And coach, how's it been building this relationship with these young men on the roster? You know, you have guys that help coaching change as attrition, but the guys who chose to stay with you guys, how's it been getting to know these young men and building a bond with those guys? Well, it, it, it obviously is still a process, but I do think that we've gotten off to a good start. Now, the roster, you know, this this uh, this new transfer portal things has really changed, and uh, revamp rosters as a whole so I only have five guys returning from from last season 
So we have a lot of uh, holes to fill, and we've been working on that as well, too. But the guys that are here, they actually uh, – I was probably with them about a week before they left because I, um, when I got the job, they are basically entering into final exams. And I told them right away, hey, I wanted everybody to just kind of get away for a few weeks. And guys have just now gotten back this week. And uh, the one thing that I've been very pleased about is uh, guys just stop by the office. They come by. They, they chat. Uh, they ask what's up. We have good conversations. Uh, so that's been um, just a part of that process of getting to know each other. Most definitely. And, Coach, I, you know, the MAC is one of the top mid-major conferences in America, outside of the Power Fives in the mid-major ranks. So tell us about the MAC, how great a conference it is and how tough the league is. I feel like you should get more than one bid, personally. But they don't give you up pretty much one bid. But it's a, from top to bottom, there's no easy outs in that conference. No, there's not. And it's always been that way. I mean, I look back on when, when I played in the league, and we had some great players. You know, I played with Grant Long and Fred Cofield, two NBA players. Um, Dan Marley was in the league. Ron Harper was in the league. And then you look at the 90s when uh, Eastern Michigan was at its heights and you had the Earl Boykins of the world and the Thomas Twins and Derek Dial and some of those guys that, that made the NBA as well, too. Um, and then I think now you look at the league, and uh, again, it's a league that really has been disrespected um, over the years. It really should be a two-bid league or more. Um, part of that is scheduling. Part of that is recognition. Part of that is just the power fives just being greedy and getting all the teams in. But uh, I do feel like, hey, this is a multiple-bid league. And uh, I think as, as time goes on, we've just got to figure a way scheduling-wise that we get a chance to play uh, some of these teams on neutral sites or home sites uh, where you can go head-to-head -head and then see see where the chips lay, you know, and just just really see good basketball. And um, and, I, and I think what that would do is help us earn respect and, and possibly grow our league. But the, the, the competition top to bottom is always strong in the MAC. And there's been some teams, OU did a good job. They had multiple wins in the tournament. Buffalo did that a few years back. So, and, and when I was at Kent State, we went all the way to Elite Eight. So we've proven over time when we get, you know, we only get one team in, but our, our teams get in there, we do some damage. Most definitely, because the talent pool is, is is great. I mean, you're in the Midwest there, so you can, you can get guys to come there that want to come close to Detroit as well. So I feel like recruiting-wise, you have a great base right, right around you in your radius. So you can get guys from Georgia, Florida, come up the way, national brand, Eastern Michigan. We know we know, we know we know about the Eagles. So I feel like, yeah. Coach, you're in a great position right there to get guys with this new portal thing even better. Well, in some ways, I know people uh, have some negative thoughts about the portal, but in some ways it's really helped us. Uh, in terms of kind of revamping the roster and putting it back together and, and putting it back together in a position where it's competitive. But uh, you're right. I, I've always thought Eastern Michigan is in a great location. You're in the state of Michigan, right for talent. Ohio's right there. Uh, you know, the cities of Detroit, Flint, all those different cities are right not here. And we're 15 minutes from Detroit airport. So, you know, hey, if there's a kid from Atlanta, Atlanta, Detroit's an easy flight, Delta to Delta. You're easy in and out. Not a problem at all. And, and so we can go to a lot of different locations, easy trip um, for kids that even from out of state. But, um, you know, I do feel like the school has uh, a name. It has a brand. Uh, it's had success over the years. There's been guys that have left here and gone on to high levels. And there's no reason why we can't continue to do so. And so that was one of the exciting points for me to come back and uh, feeling like, hey, it is a, it is a sleeping giant and a, and a program that can do big things. And Coach, being in the G League, talk, talk about your growth and 
the form of developing players on the court because I mean, the NBA play development is so key. Yeah, play development coaches and staffs on some organizations. Tell us about what you learn for us drill wise and make guys even better and grow their games this summer. And also get them bigger in the weight room, weight room as well for you guys get stronger come October there. Well, the, the G League is about development, and uh, as much as uh, probably the winning part is is uh, you know everybody wants to win and get recognition for winning, but when you're talking to your front office people, your general manager and your president and all those people, they want to know about development because they're sending two-way players who they're on your, your uh, NBA contract guys and you have guys on the roster that were maybe a second-round pick or late first-round picks. They're being sent down on the G League team and they want to make sure that, hey, number one, it's a great environment, that they can, when they send those guys down there, that it's a teaching environment, that they can continue to learn. They're not going to be distracted. Um, the development uh, plan that you have in place translates and is going to help those guys get better. Uh, all those things, whether it's the weightlifting program, which has to be in, synergized with the NBA weightlifting program, the style of play, the development plan, all those things are in sync with the NBA team. So we talk about that. I'm always, you know, every year I'm a part of the training camp, training camp uh, for Orlando Magic. The G League coaches there as well, too. Um, if we're out of season or our, our season is over, hadn't begun yet, I'm traveling with the team are in the practices as well, too. Uh, so it, it, it keeps everything in synergy with the parent team. And so that's that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, over the years, you know, we've had a Jonathan Isaac that, that that came down and spent some time with us. We had Kim Birch, who's with now with the Toronto Raptors. And so we've had several of those guys over the years, Melvin Frazier, Weston Wendell, that were with us. And, and most of the G League or most of the NBA, I don't know if you know this or not, but 50% of the, the NBA has spent time in the G League. And so that's that's how much the G League is a part of the NBA and the, and the development plan. And, and you see more uh, head coaches now that are in the NBA, whether it's a Quinn Schneider, Nick Nurse, all those different guys, they they, they started in the uh, they started in the G League. And Coach, uh, how was it coaching out there at our new arena in College Park there? We, we all play with the Skyhawks oh. out there. Because, I mean, it was, it was, I'm glad we got it now. This is really cool. Oh, yeah, I, I, it's a great place to play. I mean, it's right next to the airport. It's brand new. It's cozy. Uh, we had some dog fights in there. We, had, I remember one time. One time we lost. I think at, at the last part of the game. One time we we're down twenty. We won by one or two in overtime. So we had some wars with College Park. They, they've always been a. I mean, before they were there, they're in Erie. So we've always had this this bitter battle. This uh, this uh, rivalry between the two organizations, but uh, I, I love the arena. It's a great location. It's well set up. It's first class. I got two more for you, coach. They're by Atlanta. So tell me this. What is your favorite eating spot here in ATL, man? Oh, my goodness. Don't do that to me. There's there's, there's too many. There's too many? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I mean, okay, so Pascal probably. I go with Pascal. Okay. I know I know some other people are gonna be mad at me because I go to all of them, but I like Pascal. And I like uh, I tell you the other one I like is uh, Auburn Seafood. Which one is that? What it's called? Yes, you know, that Sweet Auburn. Yes, Sweet, Sweet Auburn. Auburn. Yep, Sweet Auburn Seafood. Yeah. Over there, Sweet Auburn. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good spot too. Right, right over there by my church. So easy right to get out church, church okay. and get some food okay. right after I get out of church. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> double dipping right there, Coach. Double dipping. And the last one, Coach, is. What is your favorite moment in Atlanta? Whether it be coaching against the Skyhawks, the coaching college ball, SEC tournament. What's been your favorite moment in Atlanta as, as you in your career, man? Oh well, I mean, this is personal. My my son, you know, my son went to Georgia Tech, so he played at Georgia Tech 
and uh, graduated from there as well, too. So just just his senior night, his senior night when he walked out, uh, my wife and I uh, were with him uh, and, and watched him play. And then Georgia Tech actually went to the NIT finals in New York uh, his senior year. So that that was my best experience. I mean, there was a lot of great ones, but nothing better than your own son graduating, having a senior moment uh, at uh, McCamish Marina. Yes, indeed. And that's a great, great place to play as well, McCamish. I, I, I love it, man. You know, Coach, is funny. I remember being a ball boy uh, at the, when the tournament was at the Georgia Dome and it had, had tornado. <laughs> oh, that. wow. How about the SEC tournament? That's right. Shut it down. You then had to go over to Georgia, Georgia Tech and play. Right. And Dennis right. fell and somehow won. <laughs> he sure did. He sure did. He went from from worst to first, just like that, man. That was that was a great run. That was a historic run right there. Yeah, so that's my biggest moment. I, I don't forget that being the Georgia Dome and like what's going on and then have to go to Georgia Tech, you finish the tournament up. So they'll never leave my mind the rest of my life. That is whole experience right there. Never. No, definitely understand that. That was a great experience. And now I got to cover the game every day and every year. So I cover the game the way I do it. So I'm like, hey, I, I got my itch early. My <laughs> 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 itch early. Well, Coach, he, thank you for your time today, Coach. What we'll do this game with you real soon, man? I definitely show you some, some support and cover your old team going forward, man. Well, hey, thanks for having me on. And I appreciate the love from the ATL. Nothing better than that. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.